February 2018, the Springfield News Leader counted 54 Chinese restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. That's one for every 3,098 residents. Live to hard. Wait, actually, let's let's hear this first. <laughs> Testing and testings with Dan, my friend. Testing and testing could be a new trend. Testing and testing tried with onions. The part of the paper with the waste passes. Live to a hard drive and all that. <laughs> You're listening to a bonus episode of Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. Birthplace of cashew chicken. That's right. We spent the last month eating it, and now we're wrapping it up. Whew. Weird month. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been quite the journey. It, uh, it has been. I, your journey has been weirder than mine because I was at least able to have a little variety. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ate a lot of cashew chicken. My I think my final count was seven, actually eight, because I ate extracurricular cashew chicken at a triple eights, <laughs> as we discussed last week uh, or earlier this week. Dan, I had my first meal for Chinese New Year at Leong's Asian Diner on January 3rd. And my last meal was at Canton Inn on January 23rd. So that's 21 days total. In those 21 days, I had 12 Chinese oh. meals. And I would say half of them I had leftovers. So that would make 18 oh. <laughs> Chinese meals plus a, a homemade one that we'll talk about. And I had a leftover for that one as well. So that makes 20, yep. 20 Chinese meals. 20 in how many days again? 21. <laughs> so that's almost one <laughs> meal a day. That yep. is insane. Yeah. And you know what? I don't regret any of it. I feel like I could keep eating that food. I'm, I'm happy we're going to be covering other restaurants so that we can go back to having other food. But it's not like I stopped going to other places. Lindsay and I still did our you know regular Ramatai trips and went some other places as well. But more than anything, I'm ready to talk about something else. <laughs> That's been the real <laughs> challenge is like coming up with interesting ways to talk about the same dishes over and over. I'm kind of bummed that we ended on Canton Inn just because it, it was all right, but it definitely was not right. close to the pinnacle well, of what that, we had. That's our listener's fault. It wasn't our plan. Babao threw a wrench in the entire arrangement that we had. I mean, we actually put together this plan, I think, in November. Oh, yeah. The last one was going to be Shanghai Inn, and I wish it would have been Shanghai Inn because yeah. we reached out to Andy maybe halfway through December saying, hey, we're thinking of doing this, and she agreed to be on this silly <laughs> Be thing, one of our best guests. It's probably tied for my favorite episode of the show with yeah. Want to Get a Pizza. I very much love that episode, but my last trip to Canton Inn, my only trip to Canton Inn, by the time I was done with it, I was very much so done with <laughs> Spring Food Mo Chinese New Year. Not a great way to go out. Yes. You know, I mean, we'd had three weeks in a row of just awesome food, one yes. of which was a huge surprise, and two we knew were going to be great because they were our respective favorites. And I love the Canton Inn story, and I don't regret the four-star rating, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry, four tea house rating. <laughs> but I, I, I wish we'd have gone out with something else. Anyway, <laughs> we chose all this. We're complaining <laughs> about something we chose, but yeah. So I mentioned a home-cooked meal. Mm -hmm. We made several allusions, or rather, I made several allusions throughout the course of this month to my mom's cashew chicken. My mom volunteered to cook the cashew chicken so that Dan could try it. Mm -hmm. And she was very scared of us reviewing it on the show. Dan, should she have been scared? No, not even a little bit. It's probably nostalgia's part of it for me, but I like it every bit as much as any of the dishes that we had. Yeah, it was awesome. excellent. Yeah, yeah. only had good things to say about it. I brought home leftovers to my lovely girlfriend who 
loved it. I like she. Wait, is this the reheat? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> let's play the theme. <laughs> we got a problem. This major crime. Get to know your enemy, boys. Every big time crew has been busted. These are the guys who took them down. You can't not bop your head to it. <laughs> yes, thank you, you once again, K Dot, for stopping by. <laughs> I wonder Tower, if, flying in week after week. <laughs> I wonder if my mom has seen Den of Thieves. No, I don't. She hasn't. <laughs> Never will. <laughs> so tell me about reheating my mom's cashew chicken. I actually didn't get a chance to because um, my girlfriend had all my leftovers. Oh. I, I parsed over a few different meals. I had. She said that they were excellent reheated. She loved it very much, and I thought it was excellent pre-reheat. Do we have a theme for that? <laughs> Pre-reheat. Pre-reheat. Well, I guess that would be the trailer to the movie Heat, huh? <laughs> or the movie that uh, Gerard Butler released right before Den of Thieves. Olympus uh, Has Fallen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> should we act out the scene from Heat, the iconic diner scene with Pacino and De Niro meet? He's, that's, we're basically the Pacino and De Niro <laughs> Springfield restaurant podcasters. Yeah, for sure. You want to be Pacino <laughs> or De Niro. <laughs> You tell me who I sound more like. Oh my goodness. I think that's a little closer to Pacino, probably, especially of that era. hoo uh, You talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how that scene went. Yes. Al Pacino just yelled hoo and Robert De Niro <laughs> recited his iconic line. Let's do it again. hoo You talking to me? We're good. <laughs> so my mom's Great got you chicken fantastic it's just one of my favorite things in the world again it's probably i don't think it's just nostalgia because my mom she makes some things that are you know they're fine they're just like good mom dishes but this is just outstanding there is a little lore about the Embry family cashew chicken that i'd like to share it came from a church cookbook many many years ago decades ago and my mom and her sisters and her mom all make it now there's a dispute within the family whether or not the recipe calls for tablespoons or teaspoons my mom is in camp tablespoon i believe and i like hers way more i'm i'm putting it uh number two in my rankings of the cashew chicken that i had wow i won't say who's number one just yet but if you've actually listened to our series you should already know which one (laughs) here in a little while we're going to share our overall rankings of our chinese food experiences but first we have an extra special segment of a fan favorite. A returning segment. <laughs> yeah, one that the uh, fans have been clamoring for. <laughs> Please just tell us more about the food in A Star is Born. <laughs> <laughs> this is Movie Meals. You may remember back in our Leong's episode that Feast Magazine's Eddie Burnaking recommended that we watch a documentary on Netflix about General Chicken in mm-hmm. which David Leung is featured. The search for General So. Yes. <laughs> we definitely didn't take that again. <laughs> it's not on Netflix. It's not. It cost twelve ninety nine, <laughs> and it is 68 minutes long. Not the best value proposition. Yep. I rented it uh, for a cool four ninety nine for 48 $4. hours. $4.99. Oh, $3.99, actually. Sorry. I think it was four ninety nine for the HD version. Thank you for your apology. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to do a little review of this movie. We can get into the David Leung segment here in just a bit, but what did you think of the movie 
on the whole. It's pretty short. Yeah. Probably some more could have been cut from it yes. as well. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it throughout. I do have some complaints about it, but I'll get to those in just a second. There's some pretty strong claims made uh-huh. in the film from Wing Leong about his father. Uh, once, once you get into that. Yeah. <laughs> those of you who listened to our Leong's episode might remember that I talked about how I made this choice to not be cynical about the cashew chicken recipe. And also, if you read our Reddit posts, you would have seen me not exactly chatting people, but kind of pushing back against the description of cashew chicken as chicken and gravy. Sure. Because the flavor is a little bit more complex than gravy, and I feel like the preparation is a little bit different. Oh, yeah. In this movie... We never see the documentarian, by the way. It's all off screen. There's no, you never hear of someone asking the questions. So it's David Leong and an interpreter. I'm not sure who the interpreter is, but I assume it's someone associated with the business. And they ask them about the origin. And he says, oh, it's chicken and gravy because people (laughs) didn't want to eat real Chinese food. I was like, well, okay. (laughs) So I was trying to have, I had this like kind, you know, interpretation of these events and I don't think there's anything wrong with this other interpretation either, but it was also uh, it kind of goes along with a lot of what we talked about with these immigrant stories that these pe- the, you know these people that moved to the country needed to make money, and he found a way to you know make money selling fake Chinese food. Sure, and we we haven't really touched a whole lot on like the different struggles that these immigrant families face, yeah. especially back Crazy. whenever David Leong opened the tea house. There's mm-hmm. a segment in there about how the tea house was bombed before uh-huh. it ever opened, which wild. is just wild. Uh, yeah. The stuff horrible. that these people must have had to go through. Yeah, awful, horrible. One other aspect of the documentary that I really appreciated was that it contextualized part of the Canton Inn story mm-hmm. for me as well, how Foon Wong had to work in a Chinese restaurant because he had no other option, mm-hmm. could not speak English, and that was pretty much all he could do. It's the only job he could do here the movie goes pretty far back as far as like uh, discrimination towards Mm -hmm. chinese americans yeah it's very very interesting stuff yeah i'm all for creating a product that people will buy especially whenever they're not buying what you're selling that's great don't hold anything against them i do think my initial take was wrong that there was some cynicism involved in the invention of cashew chicken but there's nothing wrong with this particular brand of cynicism. You sure. know, it, it led to something that's iconic and that benefited this family tremendously and benefited the Chinese and, you know, other immigrant culture communities in Springfield in a huge way. Yeah. So very happy that David Leong did what he did and that it prolifer- pro- proliferated throughout the city in this such a positive way. Now, <laughs> let's talk about this claim. <laughs> A claim made by Wing Leong. The son of David Leong. Yes. Wing Lee is currently the chef. And now, this may just be a trick of edit- editing. This is like one of the biggest laugh moments in the movie. And the timing is very funny. Wing Leong claims that his father invented chicken nuggets and the McDonald's stole them. Chicken McNuggets, specifically. Yeah. It isn't true. I looked into this. It's objectively false. And my kind of take on it i just watched it this morning actually and i don't know how chicken nuggets were what they were like Uh back in whenever david leong Mm -hmm. invented this whole thing but a chicken mcnugget nugget now is certainly not (laughs) anywhere close to a piece of cashew chicken 
Now, last week, Jared compared it to popcorn chicken, which I would definitely, if if Wing wanted to stake the claim you that know, his father had somehow invented popcorn I gotta chicken. Say, he was right on the nugget with that. Yeah. I, I would put that closer <laughs> to the truth than creating the chicken McNugget at that McDonald's. deserved a bigger laugh from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did some research on this. Chicken nuggets had been around since the 1950s and were invented by a food science professor named Robert C. Baker at Mm -hmm. Cornell University. (laughs) They were not invented in Springfield, Missouri. Well, and to drive home the point, (laughs) at one point there's a there's some b-roll in the movie uh-huh. uh, that of a billboard for mcdonald's it was like mcdonald's popcorn chicken not uh-huh. chicken nuggets right but a billboard for their popcorn chicken mm-hmm. which actually brings me to the next part of our review hit it andy this call out's going directly to ian cheney director of the search for general so listen up ian I know Springfield, Missouri may seem like a little podunk town to you and other documentarians, but whenever you put Springfield, Missouri on the screen, and as your B-roll, you use a cow standing alone in a field, (laughs) something that you would not find in the Springfield, Missouri city limits, it makes us seem as if we're a lot smaller than we really are. Now, this is not a problem secluded to this documentary, but also Aaron Lee Carr's Mommy Dead and Dearest, the HBO documentary about Dee Dee and Gypsy Blanchard. Whenever they put Springfield, Missouri on the screen, they use a picture of Republic, Missouri. I know it's Republic, Missouri, because there's a Republic water tower in the image. I get it. We're not a big city. We're not New York. We're not Chicago. We're not even Kansas City. But there are parts of Kansas City and St. Louis that look like Springfield. If you drive 20 minutes in any direction, you are going to be in a small town area. But that's not us. Stop mischaracterizing us, documentarians. And also, Amazon captioners. Whenever somebody's speaking a foreign language... In, in this documentary, you don't have to put a caption that says speaking in foreign language. The documentarian has already captioned that portion, so maybe don't put another caption over their captions so I can tell what the person is saying. Thank you. Documentarians Ian Cheney, Aaron Lee Carr, and Amazon captioners, you've been called out. I did have one more thing to say about the movie, and oh, cool. that is the final line of it is a person characterizing the General So's sauce as a groovy sauce, and <laughs> I very much like that, so shout out to that guy you know whose what? name I don't know. That sauce is pretty groovy. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's a pretty groovy sauce. I thought he <laughs> characterized it well. So that concludes both the call out and this segment of movie meals. I didn't know anything to call out this week. Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Spring Food Mo Chinese New Year Power Rankings. (laughs) Andy, let's litigate this. Let's please litigate (laughs) this. I'm going to call my paralegal. (laughs) I don't have a lawyer. I use LegalZoom.com. No. Uh, Paralegal, that's for like... um, 
uh, it's when sky you skydiving. Okay. Yeah, we both got yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Um, so egg rolls. <laughs> I am egg rolling, 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 rolling. I am egg rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling. Now I know y'all be loving this roll sh- right here. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's your third favorite egg roll? I'm gonna have to give this one, I think, to Peking House. I kind of enjoyed theirs. Yeah. A Cisco egg roll. Yeah, uh, but uh, just super fried, mm-hmm. very crispy. Um, I would put Canton in up there if I had had an egg roll experience closer mm-hmm. to yours, but how about you? My number three is Bao Bao, which I Ooh. also believe was a Cisco egg roll, but very deep fried. That's my tasty. number two. That's my number two. They were uh, much crispier than any other egg roll we had. I loved it. My number two is... The first Canton and egg roll I had Ugh. 30 minutes after they opened, it clearly was fresh out the fryer. I want that. Awesome. And you know what? <laughs> we don't even need to say the number yeah. one. It's in the Spring Food Mo, Springfield Mo, Perfect Dish Pantheon. You know what we're talking about. It's that Shanghai and egg roll, baby. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. I. Don't know if we have anything else to say about it that we've already said. When I have one in my fridge, my fridge glowed. <laughs> there was a glow coming out. You think that's what's in that uh, briefcase at the beginning of Pulp Fiction? For certain. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We solved it. <laughs> wow. Let's go to Reddit and tell everyone. <laughs> Is you that know also what? what's behind the band-aid on Marcellus Wallace's yeah. neck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the logistics on that work, but yes. I've heard that, that uh, his... <laughs> apparently his soul was taken from him oh. through the back of his neck and then yeah. put in the case i think the reality is that he was he had like a cut I think he had like a little right. yeah. scar there yeah um <laughs> i like the idea that he sold his soul for one of those heavenly egg rolls oh yeah that makes so much mm-hmm. more sense he's a bad dude <laughs> and he wanted it was one shot of redemption <laughs> which was eating that egg roll <laughs> we love him yeah <laughs> we love the shanghai and egg rolls Come to my birthday party at Shanghai Inn this year. (laughs) (laughs) And to hear Andy say the uh, iconic Pulp Fiction line from that scene, uh, bring out the... (laughs) (laughs) You can cut that. (laughs) I guess I I don't think I can. I think I just have to to silence your voice there. (laughs) Grab Rangoon. Tested and tested! Oh, wait, wait, how did that get there? <laughs> My third favorite crab rangoon was Shanghai Inn. Had a very unique flavor. We commented that it had a little sourness to it, but mm-hmm. that, that actual crab. Loved the texture, loved the taste. Good stuff. Um, I'm going to throw Bao Bao at third. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, just a factor of crispiness. Bao Bao crisps it up. They do indeed. Number two for me, Creation. I am actually going to put Canton Inns oh. at my number two. I really enjoyed their more savory, a little more salty. Buddy? Uh, uh, Creation, that was one that tasted like a dessert. It was very oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. It Even the outside seemed fried in the way that a dessert might be fried. My number one. Canton Inn. Love that Canton Inn. My number one, Creation. Oh, okay. Yep. I love them. I love those little guys. They're the tiniest out of all the ones we had, but man, they're so cute. We're like-minded on this. <laughs> you know, it's, I wish we weren't. Be a better show. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we don't have themes for the other two things we're going to do. I did not only get cashew chicken, so mine's a little different. I actually have an authentic Chinese dish ranking. I like all three of the ones I had. Uh, number three, hot pepper chicken at Creation. Number two, eggplant with fish taste at Creation. Number one, orange crispy beef at Bao Bao. Oh, Love man. that orange crispy beef. I need to try that. As far as my cashew chicken rankings go, I'm going to exclude your mother's mm-hmm. cashew chicken from this for fairness. For fear of reprisal. Because <laughs> we're just ranking these restaurants, y'all. I would say it's got to be Leong's at number three. Oh. Keeping it with the original. Very generous. I, I enjoyed their cashew chicken a lot, and I thought their fried rice was um, kind of a step ahead of other places that we had. Number two, going to have to go with Bao Bao. I was pleasantly mm. surprised by their yeah. cashew chicken. Just excellent. Huge pieces. Just so hot. And, ooh. Mm. and number one, you know where I'm going with this, baby. I do. It's creation. Sauce me on the side. <laughs> creation, I, I love you so much reach out to me and just grab you (laughs) reach out and touch me (laughs) (laughs) my category here is called chicken sauce rice since i changed it up a little bit hmm i'm thinking of changing this on the fly Ooh, please my my favorite meal that i ate during the miniseries is not necessarily the best one that i ate which i'll get into and i'm debating whether or not to include my favorite in the ranking this is so pedantic who cares (laughs) but okay so my number three chicken sauce rice dish is the general chicken extra spicy at shanghai inn oh okay loved it uh of course shanghai is awesome yeah number two general chicken four stars at bao bao Mm -hmm. which oh fantastic i talked about how hot it was it was both hot and crispy oh it's almost like they, they, they could have brought the wok to my table and poured it onto the plate. Like, that's how hot it was and steaming. Should request that next oh, time. <laughs> man, I may, like, go. My dinner plans got canceled <laughs> as we were recording. <laughs> so I may go and uh, get some more tonight. <laughs> Your dinner plans for Captain D's, which I know sounds like is a made-up thing <laughs> that I would say to really ring home how sad Andy is. Yeah, I mean. But it, it's it's real. I I have some dudes that we eat Captain D's together once every two or three years. The captains. And we had plans that there was a miscommunication. It was probably some my fault in some way that I, I'm not going to be able to go to Captain D's. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good Captain D's story that I'm, I will tell at a different episode. Um, I got the Captain D's episode. Well, if we get to episode 300 and we're not <laughs> the local places, sure. Number one best meal that I had during this miniseries sesame chicken at shanghai inn really loved it so much man shanghai yeah. inn is just it's a true five-star establishment it is which gets me to my overall favorite meal and i think this can kind of act as a cap on our chinese new year miniseries experience altogether sure the tuesday that the shanghai inn episode came out was one of the better days in my life mm. like that's not an exaggeration and i realize that it's a silly thing to say about a silly podcast but the feedback was so positive and i was so proud of the work that we did on that episode it's not like we did a whole lot but especially just to me get, <laughs> just to get andy's voice out there and to get those stories told uh, i was so proud of it yeah. and the way people responded um, positively and respectfully, it was just 
wonderful. And then I went back to Shanghai that evening um, and just sat in the place. I was alone and it was like I was just feeling reverent and grateful that we get to do this. Yeah. You know, and that that was my favorite experience. That is when I got the general chicken four stars. Mm. And of course, an egg roll and crab and rangoon. I just kind of sat there. I sat in the back corner where I could see the entire restaurant. I could just watch people coming and going. So a meal not even included in right. our show proper. I mean, I guess it is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have loved this. Just the opportunity yeah. to tell some of these stories to people that have not heard them before has been great. And we're going to continue to do that. But Yeah. Here's looking to next year's Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Speaking of, you know, just generally talking about the show, uh, Dan and I had something that we wanted to address. You may have heard at the end, if you, you know, listen to the end of our last episode, you would have heard a little tag at the end about supporting the show. And we wanted to elaborate just a little bit on that. We are not necessarily like even asking for money. Like we're doing the show for fun and it is fun and we're going to keep doing it no matter what. Oh yeah. We have every intention of <laughs> continuing the show regardless of right. how but much money. We did have some people reach out and ask if there was some way that they could support the show. And uh, the answer is yes. We've yeah. set it up. Um, we now own spring food media. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Which, Andy and I, small business owners. <laughs> that's crazy. That's <laughs> out of control. Like in October, uh, you received a text that said, you want to start a podcast that rips off this other podcast. And now we own a small business together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um, so just to run through, we thought we might give you a little context. I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to like beg, you know, that's not the situation. I'm not even necessarily trying to encourage people to donate but i'm just want to help people understand what goes into the show should that make a difference in whether or not they make that decision so dan how much time do you put into the show each week uh not near as much as you <laughs> how much time does it take us to record normally um, i don't know we've been at it for two and a half hours today yeah um and you you do writing i would say most of the funny stuff is written by dan so dan does thank you you know if we have sketches dan's usually the writer we've collaborated a little bit but i'd say it's like 70 percent dan if not 80 something like that yeah i like writing stuff for the show i certainly do not put as much into it as mr carr here uh he donates i would say probably 12 plus hours a week to yeah. putting the show together and um just really getting it out there yeah so i'm gonna run down how it usually goes and it's it's pretty compressed now that we have we've gone to where we're recording two days before the episode's sure. release. And that was kind of a good it was a positive change because I would obsess over my like minute details on episodes <laughs> and I'd go back and change little things and stuff. And it's been nice to just have it out there and not worry about it. Anyway, um so I write the bio segments before, which requires a lot of research. It depends on the place, but sometimes well, I'd say the research takes anywhere from 90 minutes to maybe four hours. Uh, yeah. You'll hear a noticeable difference in the few times that I do the bio <laughs> for a restaurant. Well, yeah. Yeah. Such as true. the Scully's episode where yeah. I just made up all the information. I mean, the, the, when we did donut Deathmatch, we, I did, the, I wrote a bio for two places yeah. and getting the full history of those two places took so long. That episode, I, yeah. I, I imagine I probably spent, and this is not exaggeration, 30 to somewhere between 30 and 40 hours of work on that one episode. <laughs> so worth it too. Yeah, it was pretty, I, I'm really <laughs> proud of it. 
But anyway, so we're looking at somewhere between an hour and a half to four hours of research, and they usually take maybe two hours to produce. It's just me sitting by myself, like I am most of my <laughs> life, in my uh, office. I'm sorry. I go to the tower. <laughs> We're still, Your doing, office this. In the still tower. doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My office is in the Hammond's Tower, 16th floor. And it's just me sitting there talking to a microphone, uh, trying to sound <laughs> like a human being. And yeah, not... I guess I never really think about that, <laughs> that you do record those. those it's parts really, alone. I, 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 it only seems strange when I think about it, like in an abstract way in hindsight, you know, in the moment, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm telling the story and people are going to hear it. It's not difficult. But anyway, um, so, you know, we're already looking at like, what is that somewhere between eight hours of work that I've put into it before yeah, we even record day. the episodes? Yeah. yeah. And then Dan and I record on Sundays and we, he usually shows up at 11. I would say we usually wrap up between one and two. Sure. If we have guests, it usually goes longer because we do tend to hang out and, you know, just talk, shoot the breeze. As Sometimes I'm writing bits. They yeah. are on the spot. Uh, thus also right. taking up Andy's well, very valuable will, time. Yeah. I mean, that happens too. It's like, we'll have an idea and flesh it out yeah. in the moment. So Some of we, our best ideas. Yeah. So you'll hear these episodes and they've usually been condensed from maybe a lot of times about 20 minutes will be cut out from sure. what we record, but we also sat here for close to three hours and worked on it. And then I usually take a break for lunch for about an hour and then I work until seven or mm -hmm. eight editing. Some episodes take more time than others, but all told it, it is Sundays for me are now it, it's, I am not working because it is fun, mm -hmm. but I spend the equivalent amount of time, uh, as an actual work day, uh, which is great. I, I really love doing it and I wouldn't stop doing it if honestly, well, it does cost us money to do now. I, um, I was trying to estimate like how much each episode costs me personally to do. And again, I don't want to come off like I'm complaining about this. I'm just saying if it would be nice if it didn't, <laughs> if we could offset it a little bit, sure. you know, uh, I mean, I don't, I realize that I don't have to eat at these restaurants two or three times, <laughs> but I also think that it makes the show better when I do. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I, I gen genuinely believe that, like that if I can go and try several different things and kind of develop an opinion that way or develop an impression that way, that it, it makes the show better. Variety is the spice um, of life. <laughs> yeah. And spice is the variety of food. <laughs> yeah. And spice is a kind of food. So <laughs> anyway, this is all to say that it's not cheap to put on the show. It's not terribly expensive, but it's not cheap to put on the show financially. And it certainly takes quite a bit of time for me. And it's true. It's a disproportionate amount of time for me uh, than it is for Dan. And there is no resentment at all uh, from my end, Dan, at all. I think it's I, part of my charm. <laughs> <laughs> that little I do. I, I love everything that I do. Dan runs our most of our social media. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I try to keep up on the Instagram, which, man, we know that takes a lot of man hours. <laughs> me looking at my phone. Um, and I really can't stress enough how this isn't just Mike talk. Andy really does love putting this together. Yeah. And he's very open with it about, to me, um, about how much he loves actually constructing this every week, mm -hmm. despite how much time it takes. I had a day off this week for, you know, Martin Luther King day mm -hmm. and all the production work was done. And I was like trying to figure <laughs> out what other things I could do. Yeah. I wound up reorganizing, reorganizing our Google drive. I don't know if you saw that, but like <laughs> no, I, I, I num not. renumbered the episodes. Dan and I both got like really, uh, I guess type a about the episode numbers. I'm particular. Yeah. <laughs> because we hadn't been numbering the bonus episodes. And I think we both, we kind of discovered that we were, were both bothered by that. Yeah. 
<laughs> this doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to support the show, go to support.springfoodpod.com. It's going to give you a prompt to give $1, $2, $5, or 20 We didn't pick those amounts. It's just the default for the yeah. service we're using. And you can either do a one-time donation or a recurring donation. We would appreciate so much anything you donate. We are not trying to actively like make money on this. I, I would love to break even eventually. Like, yeah. I think that'd be really nice. We're going to keep doing it either way. And I would but, say any additional money that comes in is going to go to additional yeah. food that yeah. we will be eating for the show. Um, I do. We have some equipment needs we may need to address eventually, especially if we continue to uh, book, you know, guests that have more than two people at a time. And we've also got some boring stuff that I won't get into that result in some kind of like audio glitches that I have to like go and fix. It's very annoying, but I need some new tin cans and strings yeah. soon. Any, th- I, what I'm trying to get across is that if you donate anything, the money that you donate will be used for the show. Yeah. Like we're not going to go spend it on luxury cars because <laughs> we already have those baby <laughs> have a 10 year old prius <laughs> it feels like luxury after what i was driving before the rest of my life but Ooh. don't um. drive a prius in springfield if i have one bit of advice to give to anybody you will get tailgated people in trucks will treat you very yeah. badly <laughs> yeah i actually just heard about that the other day like they'll uh short stop people and uh intentionally like try and kind of plume yeah. smoke at them really cool behavior mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean look i'm one person i don't have children a prius makes sense for me you know it's small and afford what are we talking about my car for? is it the prius or do they just maybe just see you and they're like this nerd's gonna get it <laughs> it's the prius <laughs> yeah, i'm sure it doesn't help <laughs> So I think that's going to wrap up our Chinese New Year. I am so happy to have this sort of creative outlet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so happy that people seem to enjoy it. Please contact us if you have anything you want to say. Oh, yeah. Any of our social media accounts. We check them all the time. Mail at springfoodpod.com. Fact or, at springfoodpod.com. Or is it facts? Either one. It's a catch-all. Oh, we got both yeah. of them? Oh, dang. Nice. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you want to get a hold of us, you can literally send an email anything at springfoodpod.com and we'll get it. That's not a joke. I have it set up that way. Yeah. 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 So get creative with that too. (laughs) Hey, dummies. (laughs) This one was sent to hey, dumdums at springfoodmo.gmail.com. And with that, we will see you in a few days. Next Tuesday, we're going to cover someplace very different. Yes. We're going to do not Chinese food. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. First new message received January 31st at 2.27 p.m. Hey, what's up, Andy? This is Chad, Chad, Chad Shaw. Uh, Dan told me to call you because he forgot to do his sauce count for the big bonus episode, and he said it was super important, so... Uh, 12 soy, 3 mustard, 3 duck. All right, see you, loser. Next message. Received January 31st at 2.59 p.m. Hello, this is Percival Burrito from Purple Burritos. And Chad called me and said he forgot to tell you something, and that something was that 
creation gave Dan the most sauces with four soy and one mustard and one duck. Bye-bye! To send a reply message, press 2. Message saved. There are no more messages. Main menu. To listen to your messages. Next message. Received January 31st at 5.08 p.m. Hi, Bristol again. Uh, turns out I got that wrong. It was actually Shanghai Inn that had the four soy sauce, one duck, and one mustard. Uh, that puts them at most sauces, so congratulations again to Shanghai Inn for your many achievements. And uh, I've got a friend here who'd like to say something to Andy and Dan. Hey guys, this is Christian Slater, uh, big fan of the show, just wanted to say what's up, um, really, really like that damn kid. Have a good one. Next message, received January 31st at 5.09 p.m. Hey, this is Paul McCartney from The Beatles, a uh, big fan of the show. I was just hanging out here with Percival and Christian Slater, and I noticed that they were giving you guys a call, um, so I just wanted to drop in and say, real big fan of the show. Um, once again, this is Paul McCartney of The Beatles. Um, big fan, really love what you guys are doing, especially Dan. Um, and it's just so good. I, I just hope that I have enough time left to uh, someday create anything as good as Think Food Mo Podcast. You guys have a nice day. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. <laughs> He's speaking in African clicking language. No? Uh, that's, 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 that's getting cut out. <laughs> It's in the Spring Food Mo, Spring Field Mo. Plat, what is it? <laughs> oh, the Spring Food Mo, Spring Field Mo. Perfect dish. Wait. <laughs> Listen, Ian. I know Springfield, Missouri may seem like a little podunk town. <laughs> Listen up, Ian. Tested and tested.